Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Transformation Gold Podcast. My name is Nicole DeVincentis, the founder of this academy of awesomeness, if you will. But actually, Transformation Gold, we're actually a change agency and committed to assisting you in making the changes that you want in your health and fitness, in your career, in your finances, in your relationships, in conversations that you have with yourself, habits, whatever the change is for you. Ultimately, that's what we do and we come at you <laughs> with a very, we come at you uh, like, like it's a war field or something like that, but we come at you with the angle of getting to the core. True change happens at the level of the heart. And oftentimes, think about this. Think about how many times you've tried to change and found yourself defaulting back to previous habits. I think like probably one of the easiest places that we see this happen is definitely when it comes to health and fitness and finances. Right, And it's the same thing over and over and over again. You do things for a short period of time. That newness, it kind of loses its luster. You know, you, you take your attention off of it and you allow for exceptions and, you know, a couple extra pieces of cake over here or, you know, getting fast food over here or neglecting a workout over here or finances, you know, instead of commanding your money and telling it where to go and deciding where you're going to use it or how you're going to use it. Little extra purchases here, a couple extra little things there, and before you know it, you end up in the same place that you were when you started, only usually what happens, and tell me if I'm wrong on this, but you usually you usually end up worse than you did when you started, right? Like when you lose weight and then all of a sudden you, you know, quote unquote, fall off your wagon and then you come back and all of a sudden like you're actually heavier than when you started, you know, your, your fit journey, if you would, right? And it's, it's that same kind of thing. So when it comes to making the change, and certainly this is not new information, this is stuff that each and every one of us knows, but it's that transference of at what point am I really going to put teeth in this thing and ultimately hold myself to it? Because when you look at change in any area, usually what causes like a monumental change And this could be, you know, a paradigm change. This could just be your day-to-day operations of your your morning routine. Usually, I mean, there's like a few things that spawn permanent change. One of which is like an intense, like emotional experience. So something that causes like marked pain or marked concern that it's going to end up in pain that will keep you from defaulting back to, you know, previous habits. Okay, the other thing could be on the positive end of that spectrum, like an intense emotional experience, like, oh my gosh, I just experienced this. 
I have to keep on having this or I want to have this thing that I'm not quite there yet. And now you're going in the direction after something that it is that you want. So once you get your emotions tied in there, that whole element of change becomes a lot easier. What inevitably inevitably happens though is that when the feeling is gone, all right, because you're tired, because it's hard because <laughs> <Right? laughs> let's face it like th- that continuous change or you just kind of like oh my god like this is it's actually work like you get in there and it's actually work it can cause you again to default back and it's almost like I just don't feel that way like you see that even in relationships where I just don't feel the same about this person that I did in the beginning I don't I'm not in love with you anymore. It, being in love is a feeling that's not, that's, that's markedly different. That's infatuation. That is nothing to do with the actual trueness and the essence of love. Love is, period. All right. Love is also a verb. It's action oriented. Okay. It's very intentional. And so regardless of what, you know, dimension of your life we're talking about with change, when you reach a point, okay, either when like you hear people talking about different levels, okay, kind of like you're walking up a staircase, it's like playing a video game, like you start out, you know, as the beginner, and then as you get better, like the challenges become more complex, and you're like usually moving upwards in a in a on the television screen or the computer screen right when you're playing a game it's the different levels but it's also equated with different levels and like I'm on level 23 or level you know 66 or something like that but it's the same thing with your life that when you're at the top of your game like there's always levels beyond where you are and change is inevitable and it's whether or not you choose to adapt to the change continue to challenge yourself to rise to the occasion and do something new or up your game or something like that because the world will continue to change around you and pass you in anything You know, so whether like you're operating in a competitive space, whether this is athleticism, this has to do with business, sales, anything like that, right? There's always, you know, the the competition is coming after you. And if you're not innovating, if you're not continuing to push the line and excel and grow, somebody else is going to come from behind. They're probably going to steal your customers. They're going to do whatever it is that you're doing better and they're probably also going to be able to do it either at a greater speed or they're going to have some sort of competitive edge over you because especially now how fast the world is actually changing so it always comes back to you as the individual which is why I emphasize so much on the personal front on these podcasts, but also whether I visit you or we do individual coaching, whether I come to your agency or your team in the form of a consultant and or coach, 
you really got to get in there and you got to get your hands dirty and, and look at things like culture, the personal culture of the leader, because everything rises and falls on leadership. Like it always starts with you, which is why I emphasize it. Like nobody ever feels like doing the work a hundred percent of the time. Like there's a lot, there's everybody it's their alarm clock goes off there's probably a bazillion other things that a lot of people would really rather do until you start to make getting up and going to work or working out or you know harnessing you know your energy or mastering your craft like it becomes part of your routine but when you're making those changes either from low levels of productivity to you know you're ready to go next level you're starting over you're want you're sick and tired of you know being sick and tired as everybody says you just like you're just you're finished and you're like you're you're ready for something new you either feel stuck or you feel like you're spinning your wheels and you're not gaining any traction always look first to yourself to be sure that you're being honest all right honest in terms of how much effort and commitment and action you're putting forth into this endeavor that you're trying to have and own that. The other thing is when you are quote unquote committing to a change, are you making a flighty commitment just out of temporary emotion? Well, this is how I feel right now and Oh, this is how I feel today. And, you know, tomorrow when I make up, when I wake up, you know, maybe I'm going to have chocolate cake for breakfast. And, well, that's going to change a lot of things because I'm going to feel all lovey-dovey and all happy. But then, you know, four hours later, I'm going to actually feel like shit because, you know, my blood sugar gets low. And then actually I'm mad at myself because I had the cake. And you ride this roller coaster of emotions that go all over the place. And you will never, ever, ever be able to move forward when you root yourself in making decisions that are based in emotion. Okay? Emotions influence you, but they cannot control you. You command your emotionality. And in that, you're still, like, you're still bright, you're still vibrant, you're still excited and jazzed about life, but it's you ahead of the emotions, it's not the emotions leading you. Does that make sense? You will find that, what's the word? Kind of like going with the flow seeing where this thing goes, you know, see where I end up. Let's just kind of try this stuff out. Like there's things that you can dabble in, right? And things that, you know, sometimes, you know, you step on on the slope and all of a sudden, like it's like a full gusto and it will take you to a certain point. But great things, great relationships, great health and fitness. And notice, I'm not talking aesthetics. I'm talking literal like health and fitness. Your aesthetics will follow your health and fitness. So that's always like the leading driving force. Okay? So just so that we're clear on that. But great finances, a great lifestyle, 
a great peace of mind, a great relationship with God, a great vision for your future, for your family's future, for your organization's future, for your church's future, for your community's future. That's done with intentionality. And that requires, let's just put it, let's put it down simple, all right? That requires you to get your shit together, okay? That requires strategic planning. That requires you to position yourself as a professional, And get very clear on the outcome that you seek. Now, I will say, you know, when you're in work mode or when you are, when you're, you come from roots of hustle, as a lot of us do, that will get you to a point. But when you're looking to excel, and again, this is in any area. And not excel so that you can brag. Not ex- It really has nothing to do. When you want something that's awesome, let's put it that way. Okay? That requires a different version of you. Okay? That's what we're talking about going next level. And it requires you to get organized. It requires you to develop different habits that you don't allow to fall off simply because you're feeling lazy, you're feeling tired, there's a bazillion things you'd rather do. Do you see what I'm saying? And so I'm going to give you a few a few suggestions and a few recommendations that you can actually apply today. And this is what's going to help you as you're going to that next level. And, and this, this is applicable to any area of your life. Okay? And we're going to talk about getting organized. All right? Here's what you need to know. All right, if we're talking health and fitness, and I forget my sources on this, but I believe it was 55% of people in some given survey I know I should write my sources down. If anybody knows what it is, please, you know, offer it up. But then, you know, and I don't know. We're just moving forward. All right. So 55% of people from one particular survey said that they make poor food choices when their house is in disorder, when it's not organized. 55%. So if you were to really look at that, right, and as like a very strong person and a, and a person of change, all right, a person who's desiring a different outcome, one that's going to last, one that's going to be permanent. Like if you keep on doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, that's the definition of insanity, right? So in order to change, you have to do something different, all right? So if we're saying, all right, 55% of the people who are making f- poor food choices say like that's that's that happens when my house is d- in disorder as opposed to when my house is organized I actually eat better well I don't have to tell you what to do I mean does that make sense like l- stop and honestly think about like holy shit are you telling me that gosh, that's right. When my house is more organized, 
I actually do make better food choices. Holy crap, like there's your anvil on the head moment. So what can you do? Like if your goal is to have your health and fitness, you know, whatever that looks like for you, yeah, you know what? Everybody in our family, we've got high blood pressure. You know, my kids are are borderline obese, like blah, 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 blah. But you learn like seriously, just by organizing our home, it, it makes us more likely to make better food choices. Holy shit. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Now you have those little breakthrough moments and now you see like, I never would have put those two things together. I never would have thought about how my environment affects probably my mood, but also then my food choices, which then affects my health and fitness. And, you know, year after year, I go and I see my primary doc and the doc's telling me, you know, you got to lose weight. Your blood pressure's getting kind of up there. Your cholesterol levels. Da, 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 da. And you're telling me that what I can like, this would actually probably help me. Holy shit. OK. And then you go and you do it. And then then all of a sudden you're like, you know, what? this this is like this is for real. Just like when you eat better, you feel better. Like there's a direct correlation there. And you would never have known it had you not done it, right? It's one of those things like you didn't, you heard it, but you didn't get to experience it until you actually started eating better. And then you're like, wow, there, I can feel a big difference. Like my energy levels are different. My moods are more, you know, stabilized when I'm eating well and nourishing myself. Like, oh my gosh. Right. And so then therefore let's take a different situation. Like you've got relationships and let's just say that, you know, the people who are around you are tired of you, you're outlashing all the time. And then you're like, yeah, but you know what? And this happens to me like all the time. If I do not, if I get off of a a consistent eating pattern, it's called hangry. Like it's a thing I can do my best, but I have like, I have a physiologic limit. I know that I do. And it pops up sometimes at the worst possible time. And it, for me right now, it makes it lethally hard because I don't have a lot of consistency in my schedule right now. And it's, it's super hard for me to try to figure out, like I'm always recovering from a workout and then, you know, there's, you know, I'm working like weird hours and then the hours aren't consistent. And then like, so for me to try to, you know, make normalcy out of ab like complete irregular schedule admittedly it's difficult for me and I I rely personally rely on that nutrition aspect to help me stabilize but if I go beyond you know certain number of hours I know that I'm difficult to be around and how does that play out that plays out in your relationships So if your goal is to have quality, peaceful, thoughtful, kind relationships and you're noticing that, hey, you know what, there's a lot of variability in my mood, 
holy cow, but every time I nourish myself and I adhere to a regular, you know, nutrition schedule, like my relationship is awesome. Like you can connect those dots. Does that make sense? And I get it. Like many times it's easier said than done, but it's something that you, you start to make those changes at because not having what you want either becomes so painful that you can't stand it anymore or you're wanting to have what you don't have becomes that driving force and you're like, oh my God, I got to go after it. Because really, like you'll notice, I just said the same thing. It's just a different message. There's only two things that drive human behavior. One is the pursuance of pleasure and the other is the avoidance of pain. Okay, so it comes, it always comes back to you. You've got to be acutely aware of what your driving force is. Is it the pain that's pushing you? Is it the pleasure that's pulling you? Whatever it is, pick a boat and jump in it and freaking sail that ship. Okay, and move towards what it is that you want, but you have to change something. Okay, you have to change your personal culture. Once you commit to that thing, all right, if, okay, let's get our house organized. What does that mean? Does it mean it's only organized where everybody can see or do I have a lot of stuff stuffed in places where I can just kind of like shut the door, but don't open the door like because stuff's going to be like falling out all over the place. And I know that that probably sounds anal retentive, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what area you're looking at, organization is key. When things are not organized, it creates chaos. You spend a lot of time looking for things. You spend a lot of extra time trying to either make little places to work if like if your desk or any part of your environment is cluttered and you have to move stuff in order for you to be able to work okay you're wasting time and energy if you're wondering why your 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 stature or your current position isn't going up you can look at simple things like cleanliness and hygiene I know it sounds trivial all right but I want you to start thinking I want you to think about people who have their shit together people who are seriously organized like they they've got systems in place whether this is how they run their kitchen this is how they run their office this is how they run their team is there shit all over the place or is it more of a like everything has a home kind of a thing Like if you even go into, I know a lot of people don't necessarily go shopping anymore, but the places where you go shopping, all right, and not those dumpy little places that have the freaking emoji of poop, 
okay? I'm not talking like that kind of place. I'm talking about a really beautiful store. How are things displayed? Are they just kind of like all over? Or are they thoughtfully displayed and cared for? Okay, do you see the difference there? There is a difference in between just like, let's get, you know, our consumer fix with like the emoji poops and like little um, buttons. We saw this one the other day. It's, It's a button that kids wear. It says, I pooped. Like you would wear it. All right, so there's a difference between that and what you would see in a high class, either like, you know, boutique or a high class department store, bridal shop, tuxedo shop, anything, right? Big difference. Even housewares, jewelry shops. And what what has happened is that a lot of people have so much stuff and don't have the habits to care for their stuff. And so then either when it comes time to clean the stuff, they, they just say, screw that, I'm just going to go out and buy new stuff. Or they can't find the stuff, so they go out and buy more stuff. Or there's something fundamentally either missing from them, something that hasn't been, you know, healed yet, that they get a dopamine high from shopping and getting something new. Okay, so there's like there's a lot of things which are actually tied into this, which is why your personal development is so incredibly important to your advancing as a professional or even as a person within your interpersonal relationships, whatever those look like. So when you're looking, all right, whatever your goal is, I want you to really take a couple minutes here and let's, let's just, you know, do a little quick triage here. If we're looking to advance your financial position and this one, this one cause, I know this is kind of painful for a lot of people, but let's just get the elephant, you know, straight out in the middle of the room. Let's call attention to it. All right, let's make this quick. Let's make this painless. I just have a couple of rapid fire questions for you. Okay, remember where I come from now. Okay, this is my system. I come from the ER background. I'm the ER nurse. This is what I would do if you came in to see me when I was working as a nurse. Same process as I use working as a coach or consultant. All right, let's hit up these finances. All right, honest to God, right now, how much money do you have in any of your bank accounts? Can you tell me down to the penny what you have in there right now? Yes or no, go. <laughs> okay, all right, if not, all right, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know, Just sit up, don't slouch, it's okay, all right? Then, can you tell me what your monthly expenses are? 
either in a monthly or quarterly. Like your consistent payments, your fixed payments. Okay, how much did you spend on food last month? Can you tell me that? Okay, all right, now here's what I'm gonna tell you. When you don't have that information, when you don't have that clarity, and when you don't have the control, you can't expect that condition to change. Okay, so what I want to remind you of is that you have way more control than what you're willing to admit and what you're willing to give yourself responsibility for. Okay, I recognize that nobody wants to be the one to use the word budget or to put, you know, cutbacks on, you know, what you're willing to do or what you're willing to spend things on. I realize that nobody wants to be the one to say, okay, we're going to have a functional Christmas this year instead of a, you know, we've got presents just like overflowing and coming out, coming out of our eyeballs. I get it. I totally get it. This is. These are your decisions. These are your goals. All I'm doing is affirming what you already know and that you're simply, up to this point, you've simply refused to look at. That's all that's happened here. Okay? So, so what? Now what? You get to make the decision. Here's where the power piece comes. Okay? year after year and this applies to everything this is your health and fitness these are your relationships this is whatever this is even you know how much you travel or you don't travel like this applies to any goal all right there's something called disappointment addiction okay it was first introduced to me by one of my coaches Jeffrey Combs like years ago and the first time he's talked about this it didn't exactly sink in until I stayed with his coachings and his teachings and his training is I was like, holy shit, he's a hundred percent right. People are addicted to disappointment. Like you keep on doing the same thing over and over and over again. Okay. Cause you have an addiction to disappointment. And what will actually happen is that your body will start to do things to keep you disappointed because it's, it's tagged into your brain chemistry. Like your brain hates change. You've got these brain chemicals. They're set at different levels based on, you know, your your current routine, the people you hang out with, the foods that you eat, how much you work out, like your normal day to day. And when you have changes in that, it causes a percolation in these brain chemicals and they become set at different levels. But the body hates that. The body is actually pretty change averse and it spends every waking moment of its existence working to keep you in what we call a narrow range of and levels of certain things in your body, like certain amount of oxygen, certain amount of glucose, certain amount of potassium, certain amount of calcium, right? All those little atoms, like they, they, 
they're what govern and run your body and your brain chemicals are no different only they're super super strong and they will cause you to sabotage what it is that you're doing because they're trying to reestablish what they have known as their normal and when you have continually been disappointed or when you continually make fat jokes about yourself all right you're on this you know health and fitness kick but you continually make fat jokes about yourself all right you're actually like your words and your actions are not in congruence they're not in alignment you end up doing different things all right the brain chemicals will pull you back they're gonna cause you all right to do crafty things i'm too tired to organize my house i'm too tired to meal prep Okay, I just don't feel like it. Oh, you know what? I can kind of get a healthy salad if I go out to this particular restaurant. And then 3,000 calories later, after the salad with, you know, all of the cheese and all of the different dressings on there and the croutons and the bread and the baked potato and the, the milkshake and the dessert, right? You're sitting there and you're, you, you're like, what the F? Okay, because it simply has to do with addiction to disappointment and that refusal to touch and deal with whatever those core issues to move yourself ahead. Okay, that's all that's happening here. It's rooted in physiology, but you've got to find what those things are, but you, you have to start somewhere. Do you know? And when you're beginning on these paths for yourself, this is personal or professional development, you've got to commit to the end goal, whatever that is for you. And when you make a half-assed commitment, and you know straight honestly, like if you make a financial goal at the beginning of the year or, you, all right, next paycheck, this is what I'm going to do, you know whether or not you're committing full-fledged. Like, you know it. You can't lie to yourself. What I'm going to tell you is that when you're making that half-assed commitment or saying this is what I want, but there's no teeth behind it, you're not organized, you have no idea your cash flow, your expenses, you've got everybody who's auto-drafting out of your accounts, you don't sit down and have a weekly financial meeting with yourself, with your spouse, with, with your team, whomever. You're relinquishing that power. You're relinquishing the control. You're relinquishing the authority to say where this is going. What's the expectation? What's our plan for growth? How are we going to be using our money? How are we going to put it to work for us? But when you say, okay, yeah, this is what we're going to do, but there's no teeth behind it, you actually keep on doing your same, you know, methods of operation, if you will. And then when you don't get the results, you're disappointed, which fulfills basically that biochemical craving, all right, for you to be disappointed. That's what your brain chemicals have always known. 
But instead of you owning that, what happens is you look at the other people and you say, oh, it's because, you know, the wife spends this or my kids cost me so much this, blah, 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 blah. But when you have not put any structures or systems or plans into place, you're not intentional and then willing to do the work in the middle to hold that plan, to hold the strategy, to do the action steps, to monitor it, to tweak it, to polish it, to get it into full-blown fruition. You sit there walking around, you know, crabby all the time, nothing's ever changing. Well, you haven't changed. Every next level requires a different version of you. Okay, but you've got to have a clear, a clear mind. You've got to be organized in your mind. Just like you have to be organized in your financials, in your banking, in your understanding of your immediate financial situation, where you want to go. And then if there's people, okay, that you need in your network, you need to meet with professionals. Then that's when you seek them out. Right, And then you get put on some sort of a program, you start learning about investments, like you learn about a whole bunch of different stuff. But you have to commit yourself to that. And that applies to every single area. Okay, your relationships. If you're not organized, ladies and gentlemen, let's just take dating. All right. If you have a girlfriend and she has no idea whether or not you're going out this weekend or middle of the week, if you work weekends, whatever it is for you. How happy is she as the weekend approaches and you've not made any motion that you're going out or staying in or doing or even seeing one another? Or if you just call last minute, oh my gosh, blah, blah, blah. Or you just wait to the last minute, you know, and expect that everybody's going to drop their stuff to, to, to spend time with you or, you know, to, to do whatever. Like sometimes you have those people, but more times than not, when you want awesome relationships, you don't always wait till the last minute. What do you do? You put the time on your freaking calendar. We're doing this. We're going. We're going to be together. Hey, babe, you know what? <laughs> How about we go for a drive? I love spending my time with you. Turn on a little music. Go for a drive. Go see Christmas lights. Go watch a sunset. Go watch a sunrise. Take a different drive. Go ride through the country. Do something. Go sit at a park. But it's that planned, intentional, and organized time. 
That's what separates everything. Not the, oh, well, we'll kind of sort of make time, you know, if I have the time. You're never going to have the time. You have to make it. You have to be organized. You have to have your shit together. As the leader of a relationship, and I'm going to tell you this, men, this is coming from a woman who is incredibly strong in, in every, in every flipping area. The strongest woman will submit to a man whom she trusts can lead her. She will a hundred percent of the time. If she doesn't trust that you can lead her, you will not, you will not get the woman that you in your mind actually want to have and build a future with. You won't. She may entertain you for a little while, but when it comes to actually making commitment, like it's going to be very short lived, she will not commit. She will not submit to you. She will not follow you. She's going to give you attitude if she even entertains you for that long. The more clear a woman is on the direction where she wants her family to grow, she's just like you. The less likely she is, she's not going to be entertaining, you know, a clown. And ladies, we're not off the hook either. You know, how you dress, how you command yourself around other people. You know, do you edify your man? Do you allow him to lead you? Okay, All of those things, all right, they require a different version of you. And I'm saying that because I believe today, like, there's a lot of different, like, the, the, like, the relationship and the position and how men and women we live nowadays, there's so much more independence. You know, women are far more educated. All right. So dealing with different things, like there's a lot of single moms out there. There's a lot of women who obviously work. And with all of that, that amount of independence, it requires a different version of men and women as couples to show up. In order to be able to grow together which isn't necessarily common culture activity. Right? But it starts at your core. It starts with being very clear on what it is that you seek and committing to that. And then the stuff that you honest to God, like, no, I I don't give a shit about that. When you decide, all right, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to, whatever, keep my house organized. There's going to be clutter all over the place. You can't then turn around and then be disappointed about the food choices that you're making 
when you're not doing everything that's required to set yourself up for success. Do you see what I'm saying? That's why the element of leadership is so crucial to your development. Yes, you are able to influence other people, but if you cannot drive yourself and influence yourself to make the right steps, you will eventually fall off. And then you'll be way more disappointed, way more upset. You're losing on a bunch of different opportunities. You're going to end up in a world of hurt because of that refusal or passivity or negligence, whatever word you want to use there. So it always comes back to you and the choices that you make. What is it that you honestly are seeking? And then doing whatever it takes, including cleaning out junk, getting organized, grooming new habits, holding yourself accountable, even when you don't feel like it, because you know when you do, the reward is going to be worth any momentary frustration, sacrifice, aggravation that you incur along the way. So let's do this. Let's pick a spot, pick an area, pick your goal, whatever your goal is. All right, figure out exactly what it is that you want. And then I want you to go home, all right, or go to your office, wherever you're applying this. I want you to look around your physical environment. Is it Okay, here's a distinction. Not, do you know where the things are? Okay, is it organized? Then get to work. I know, this is what we call the middle, okay? This is the middle. This is where we work, okay? <laughs> it's okay. I know you were thinking like, oh, I was thinking she was going to send me off on a high, high. I'm sending you out into reality. This is where we work. Commit to your goal. Put it in front of your face. It's your job to keep it there, okay? You're either going to be driven by the fact that you don't have what you want and that pain's going to push you or you see what you want and you're so flipping hungry for it that you're chomping at the bit to go after it powerfully. Okay, pick whatever path you're on. I don't care which one is driving you or pulling you right now. All right, let's get in there and let's do the work. Envision it, let yourself feel the feels and go after it. Do the work, do the work, do the work. Idea inception, execution, we start now. Welcome to your training day. This has been the Transformation Gold Change Agencies podcast. Nicole DiVincenna signing off. We'll catch you next time. Make it a great day. Bye-bye.